Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat. So, Mel, welcome to the podcast. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you for having me. Uh, so, I'm Mel, um, also known as the Almost Cook on Instagram. Uh, I well, I guess I'm a foodie, but I'm also at culinary school. So I'm currently training to be a chef professionally. And everyone must follow Mel's journey. It is so exciting. And all, all of the food photos and all of the recipes are just glorious. Thank you. <laughs> so how about some food questions? Perfect. Let's go. Okay, so what did you have for supper last night? So, do you know what? I knew you were going to ask this, and I'm really annoyed at myself for not actually planning a good, impressive supper so that I could come on and say I'd made a confit duck or something. But <laughs> we actually did a bit of a uh, clear out of the fridge <laughs> because we just needed to eat up a whole lot of stuff. So we actually had, like, bread with... Um, like fried uh, prosciutto and avocado and some eggs and some asparagus, which we had in the fridge. So it was very mishmashed, but actually quite nice. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fabulous mishmash supper. I wouldn't have even said that was mishmash if, if you'd have told me straight <laughs> up. I would have never known. To be fair, I would like to... Uh, caveat that I don't normally just have prosciutto in the fridge <laughs> as part of a mishmash supper that we just happened to have it and we hadn't eaten it <laughs> great answer okay so what was your favorite kind of food while you were growing up so funnily enough I really didn't eat very much I wasn't really a foodie kid um my mum god love her hates cooking we I did <laughs> didn't grow up in a household of food really certainly not adventurous food so I actually this one's kind of a hard one because I really growing up can't think of anything that I loved uh I do remember resenting a lot of dishes uh but one food that I I was obsessed with to the point where my mum had to kind of put a bit of a ban on me eating it was ice cream I couldn't get enough like really yeah freezer full of ice ice cream I'd have ice cream like every day I don't know what it is about it and as an adult I love ice cream but yeah I'd say that was the one thing I can remember as a kid just loving uh but yeah other than that nothing particularly um adventurous really wasn't exposed to much um but yeah magnum always did really well (laughs) I was going to ask what was it a particular yeah no honestly if you just picture an eight-year-old scoffing a mint magnum that would be me (laughs) (laughs) well a mint magnum is fabulous so it's it's pretty deluxe for a child I mean I can see why she put a ban on it It was probably you know putting them into debt (laughs) (laughs) okay so what is your current favorite kind of food so at the moment I'm really into well I think I'm into salt at the moment and I'm really leaning towards like Asian flavors in particular ramen Mm -hmm. Uh, we have an amazing ramen place just around the sort of 
uh, around the corner from us called Tonkotsu East, which does beautiful ramen in a, in a sort of traditional tonkotsu broth. Um, but I also recently tried uh, a Taiwanese ramen, which was beautiful. And that was sort of more, more of a beefy uh, broth. So anything really like noodles um, with slow cooked meat and kind of a lot of, you know, those umami flavors that just you can't even really describe them half the time. Um, yeah, that tends to be what I'm leaning towards. Whenever I'm craving a, a takeaway, I'm like, can we get ramen? And my boyfriend just goes, we've had ramen three weeks in a row. Can we just get something different? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a big one for me at the moment. Well, there's nothing wrong with ramen. I think it's it's such a staple. It's homemade takeaway. It's just delicious. Yeah, it's so comforting as well, and it never feels too, um, you know, like if I order like a burger and chips, I'll always feel a bit like Ugh, afterwards. Yes. But a ramen, I never feel like sluggish. You know, it's just yeah. I think it is like for the soul, just so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great answer. I, I really want a ramen now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm probably going to literally go out and get ingredients for it after this. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> okay, so what is your current favourite place or restaurant to eat at? So we kind of try not to go back to the same place too much. I think, especially living in London, there's so many restaurants and cafes. It's almost a bit overwhelming. Um, but the one place that I will say is just my favorite is um the de Beauvoir deli which is near us and they have a cafe uh, across the road and they just do I mean they 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 sell a lot of food from kind of local hackney um producers and and you know beautiful fresh vegetables as well and then at the cafe across the road you know it's just like a gorgeous brunch you know, sometimes it's really hard to find just like a nice brunch that's not bottomless. <laughs> so it's yeah, that that would be my favorite at the moment. Just like really nice fresh food and in a really like relaxed setting, you know, everyone's got everyone's got their dogs there, which is always a benefit. <laughs> so yeah, that that would be my favorite place. But a long-standing favorite as well as a current favorite. That sounds lovely. I mean I, as we all love, independence and local produce and combining the two, absolutely yeah. no-brainer. <laughs> okay, so what kind of food did you used to dislike and now do like? Aubergine. I used to hate aubergine. I feel like yeah. that's probably quite a common answer. I think it's a texture thing when you're yeah. younger. It's, it, it's, you know, a bit slimy. Like the same reason kids don't like avocados and, yeah. and things like that. Um, and I also think knowing how to cook aubergine makes such a difference because it, it is quite a bland vegetable if you don't. And I find, you know, if it's undercooked, that texture is still not very mm. nice. Um, so, yeah, used to hate that. But now I think I probably have it once or twice a week. It's just... One of yeah, it's such a good um, vegetable to have on a dish for like that extra dimension. We went out for lunch to Braun uh, recently, and I ordered like a uh, I ordered a veal, but it came with sort of a half an aubergine, and the aubergine was like my favourite bit, even though it was just kind of a component. But yeah, I think it's a it's great now. But I used to 
despise it. <laughs> also courgette, but I'd say aubergine I like more. I think that's the same thing, isn't it? I was the same. I did not like the texture of the, either of those for a really long time. But yeah. I loved the flavor, so it was really hard to... Yeah, I think that's, yeah. the, I think that's where, like, going and having it somewhere good or cooking yes. it that, that that will like that's what swaps your opinion because you're right the flavor was never the problem mm-hmm. it's always the the texture yes definitely and I think as you said when you have an aubergine recipe that you can think of right now that you've absolutely loved it's a no-brainer now that you wouldn't want it again um I just always think of this restaurant we went to that's sadly no longer there. So I'm not, I can't even shout it out. But we used to go to this pub in our local area and they did a aubergine dish and it was so delicious and I can't get it out of my head. And what did they do to it? What was it like? How was it? it was, well, I'm not a fennel lover, but it was with fennel and it was with this harissa yogurt sort mm. of hummusy it was a mixture between a yogurt and a hummus it was like a it was so delicious and I cannot I'm going to have to recreate it because it was so good yeah you should do definitely recreate it they must have it was a smoked aubergine and then it was so it was just so good I'm gonna have to try that yeah do because then I can make it using your (laughs) recipe (laughs) Oh, the pressure's on. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you'll have to correct the recipe and be like, this is how it's supposed to be done. I'll be like, thank you so much. Best thing about it is there's never really that many rules. Very true. (laughs) Actually, this leads me on quite well to what is your current favourite vegetable? Asparagus. Ah. Just because, I mean, I well, it's kind of past season now, but every April I just look forward to April every year for fresh British asparagus I don't know what it is but you just don't have to do much to it and it tastes so good yeah so yeah I just love it like in butter shove it in the oven roast it a bit pan fry it it's just yeah so yeah we're a bit past it now but it's still it's still my favorite it's so good I totally agree with that. I love asparagus. I love asparagus in a risotto. Yes, very good. Yeah, really, really nice. It's just got that, I don't know, it's it's delicate, but, you know, it always feels so fresh when you're having it, especially if you're having it in season. Yes. It's just so lovely. And then, you know, summer's around the corner, so it's always quite a happy time. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so in your opinion, what is an overrated food? Um, I think truffle. I mean, I know it's more like flavour, but I just think every restaurant's shoving truffle into everything because people think it's fancy. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, as soon as you add too much truffle, I personally just find it overwhelming and quite sickly. Um, and I just think there's other flavors out there. And I do, and I re- like, I like truffle, but I just think we've gone so far the other way. It's, mm-hmm. it's everywhere. And so now it's not even that special. 
anymore. I do love truffle fries. I will say that, you know, I'm definitely not saying I don't like it. I just think it's everywhere and it's not that (laughs) like, it's not, it's not the kind of thing where having more, like more is more, you know? And I think that's where it's getting a bit overrated. I completely agree. Um, I think I'm in the minority that doesn't like truffle though. Um, Yeah, I know. But I think, as you say, it's almost like it was favoured on Instagram and then it went everywhere else. Totally agree. Yeah, Yeah. that's exactly what happened. And then it was just suddenly like, oh, we'll get the truffle X, Y, Z. And it's like, do you even want the dish or do you just want the truffle? Yeah, (laughs) you just want to to say it's got truffle. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I think that's overrated. Totally. I cannot wait to see the poll on that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure I'll have a lot of people disagree, but (laughs) we can stick, we can stick together. Yeah, it's fine. (laughs) Okay. And what do you think is an underrated food? Um, I think people are going to not like me for this. I think anchovies. I love anchovies. My boyfriend hates them because he thinks they're too salty. But again, like I said before, I just love salt. I think that you don't have to have much of them, but if you add them to a dish, you just get this extra, like, I don't know, sharpness. I just think they're, yeah, I love them. And I've only recently got into them, but I do think they're they're underrated because no one, I think everyone thinks they're gross, you know? Everyone will, like, order a dish and say, oh, can I have it without the anchovies? And I'm like, is it because it's a small fish or do you not know what it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just, I'm just a bit weird, but I think they're great. No, I don't think you're in the minority. I've had several guests say the same thing. Oh, have you? And um, Perry from Renison Rind, he's a cheese man. Um, He absolutely loves anchovies and he said that I need to add them to most dishes. I was like, okay, I'll um, take your word for it. Yeah. Absolutely on the money with that. I agree. (laughs) It's good to know that there's solidarity out there. (laughs) I mean, I just love salt as well. So I I think, as you said, it's the I think it's the idea of it. It's the idea of having anchovies. I get get why they seem a bit you you buy a little jar of fish, it's odd. And also because it's not like um think because it's not like tinned tuna which you know it's fish but it's not whole so you kind of don't there's less of that aversion to you know how it's packaged so I completely understand it but I'm just putting it out there everyone to put anchovies in your food you know within reason but they are great so well fantastic answer (laughs) Okay, I'm really intrigued by this question. Who is your current favourite chef? Uh, Sky McAlpine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think, well, so I bought one of her books, um, A Table for Friends, and it's all very, you know, it literally is about entertaining and having lots of people over for dinner, and she's got recipes for kind of up from two guests to 12 guests type thing. Um, And I do a lot of cooking for friends, so... I bought the book and I just feel like all of her recipes are so, they're all really simple, but they have like a bit of a, an edge to them. You know, she might use an ingredient you wouldn't expect, or they're just, 
and she they've got this lovely Italian influence to them because she's part Italian. Um, and I also just adore her aesthetic. She just has the most beautiful um, table settings and plates and and yeah I just I think she's she's sort of got a lovely essence to her and her food is just so gorgeous to cook and gorgeous to eat every recipe I've made um from her book just goes down an absolute treat so yeah she's my current favorite well thank you for that I I'm yet to try any of her recipes so that's given me incentive um definitely do I definitely do that's yeah I just think then they're quite they're easy as well they're not the kind of you know like I adore Ottolenghi but like let's not pretend we've not all picked up an Ottolenghi recipe and gone I don't even know half of these ingredients you know all of hers are super accessible but slightly interesting and with a bit of a twist oh I'm so gonna try that now thank you okay so what was the last cookbook or recipe you enjoyed using so the other week I made a marmalade cake from Nigel Slater's uh, cookbook, The Kitchen Diaries. I think it's the fourth volume. Can't remember exactly which one. He's got a couple of them. Um, And that was a recipe book I haven't picked up in quite a while, but it's one of my longstanding favorites. It's, he sort of orders the, the recipes by month. So what's nice about that is he's got a huge focus on using ingredients that are in season and kind of cooking Mm -hmm. with the seasons. So I love, I did, you know, I used to always sort of go into the book and go, what month are we in and flick to that month and make something from there. Um, But it's also written kind of like a diary. So it's sort of, you know, almost every day of the year, not quite, but almost every day of the year, he's sort of written what he made for supper or something easy, something he made. And, there's a really comforting um, like homeliness to it, I think. Uh, but also because my my auntie, who is a very good cook, and I think she, I could probably credit her with getting me into cooking when I was sort of in my late, very late teens, very early 20s. Um, she always had Nigel Slater books and I would just grab them and kind of look through them. And so I think, yeah. And then I just loved making this cake from his book because it's so easy and um and I hate marmalade but love it in this cake so yeah um that would be my the the that's the last cookbook that I used that I really loved the experience of I guess I also love Nigel Slater he's been a firm favorite for I would probably say my whole life of my mother um and we have quite a few of his cookbooks I even own at least three Nigel Slater cookbooks um and I spoke about this on the pod on a different podcast episode um with Ange from the recipe house she um read this beautiful quote from him which I can't remember off the top of my head but he's just as you said he's just so I'm warming it's like his books are almost like a comfort in themselves yeah yeah. And I think because he's so, you know, a lot of his food is quite uh, traditional in terms of there's a lot of English influence, British influence. And I do think a lot of people look at, you know, if you say, oh, I like British food. They go, oh, what do you mean? You like fish and chips. But yeah. there's actually quite a lot, I think, to our culinary history that we don't see or we don't really we're not aware of. And I think he kind of brings that out 
using very classic flavors and and he's also such a huge advocate for using what's in your cupboard and you know sort of not yeah. being wasteful so yeah I do ag- agree it's like a hug <laughs> yeah and as you say um he uses recipes that are seasonal and um I have his or- either winter or autumn and summer because he has a collection of oh like so, like the green fixed ones and yeah. then there's another yeah they're beautiful so, I'm so going to dig out this summer cookbook because obviously it's summer now. So yeah, I can, Definitely. I'll let you know. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Share some recipes. Okay. Now for a controversial question, which is your favorite ring on the hob? <laughs> um, the back right ring. Yeah. Uh, and for my hob, that is purely because... We've got, you know, like two big ones. So the front, yeah. the front left and the back right, and then two smaller ones, which are the opposites. And my big hob ring at the front just does not work. Like it doesn't, it takes like 20 minutes to heat up. So I just don't bother using it. Um, that's what happens when you rent, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, whatever hob they kind of give you. Um, so yeah, the back, the back right one is my favorite. So mine, as I'm back home for the time being, um, we have a gas hob that has six rings. It's amazing. I so love generous. I love the hob at home. Um, so I use the front middle because it's really easy. Ooh. And also I'm really short. So if I had to reach the back. <laughs> yeah, then you're falling over the hob. <laughs> okay for the final meal okay let's do this (laughs) it's your final meal ever you have no boundaries on how much you can eat what will you be having and why so what is your starter or starters of choice so the starter I've chosen is something that I probably wouldn't have chosen two months ago but I've recently had more of this food recently and like very good versions of it. So I actually, I chose uh, oysters and champagne starter. Um, And I used to be not not an oyster girl at all. Um, But then we recently have been to two restaurants that serve very good oysters. We went to Lyle's in Shoreditch, which mm-hmm. I recommend to anyone, absolutely amazing food, um, and Braun, which I mentioned earlier. Both of them, we got oysters for our starters and they were just, go- like, you know, I just didn't realise that oysters could be so good, you know. <laughs> I just yeah. guess I always thought, you know, you have to smother them in lemon or Tabasco in order to make them good uh but they would they're they're delicious so actually that yeah I'd have oysters as my starter and you've already said you're having champagne Uh, champagne but I think that's just because I love champagne it's a bit of a celebration yeah it's my Um, big meal ever and there's and it's the first time I'm never going to be full so yeah Yeah. (laughs) and what is your favorite champagne that's a good question. I don't think I'm actually super fussy um, no. when it comes to it. 
there's quite I mean I've because I've been to Champagne uh in France a couple oh. of times um and actually some of my favorite champagnes that we had were like the much smaller producers which I can't even really remember the name of now oh right um, but I think it's because you associate it with the memory and kind of going yes. and seeing them and you just walk in and try a few and it's they're lovely so I'm not really I know that some people were like oh I prefer Verve Clicquot to or Dom Perignon or whatever but I actually think I usually like to try ones that I haven't heard of because you can get some really really nice ones yeah that um, yeah from smaller producers and they're they're beautiful that's such a lovely answer I was genuinely just asking because I was curious but yeah I Did totally agree a decent campaign that's not too expensive Tesco Finest do a really good one so just saying (laughs) right okay well I'll go to Tesco's later (laughs) I know can't wait ramen and champagne what a great way to start the weekend (laughs) okay so what are you having for your main or mains of choice so for my main I can I have I can have things from a restaurant right or like something anywhere okay so up north uh, in Tynemouth, which is sort of just outside Newcastle, mm-hmm. uh, there's a beach called Tynemouth Beach. And on that beach is a place called Riley's Fish Shack. And it's a fish restaurant. Well, yeah, it's a restaurant, but you you sit, you book like um, beach chairs and you sit on the beach chairs and you eat your food there um and they catch like fresh fish every day and it is just so good and we used to go um because I went to university in Durham so we my boyfriend and I went to Riley's Fish Shack sort of towards graduation time actually and that was when we first tried it and we were like why didn't we discover this three (laughs) years ago (laughs) because it was the, the fish is so fresh um, and it's such a good vibe there. We, we go every time we're up north, we, we'll do a detour just to go there. Um, so I would have from Riley's Fish Shack, the kipper with flatbread. Um, and it really is what it says on the tin. It's like a massive piece of kipper served with flatbread and um, like a salad and a bit of hummus. And it was it's just beautiful. So super simple, but just really nice, fresh food. That sounds dreamy. I mean, I think it's the location as well that is yeah. just being on the beach gorgeous. eating fresh fish that was just caught. You can't really beat it. Absolutely. And are you having any other mains or just that lovely one? Just that one, actually. Yeah. Just and that. what drink are you having with your main? A margarita. Ah. Which is very basic, but fun. You're always in a good mood if you're having yeah. a margarita, I think. No one has a margarita when they're sad. So. Right. <laughs> yeah. Great. Okay, and what do you have for your side or sides of choice? So for my side, I would like potato five ways. <laughs> right. Effectively, every way we could do potato, but I would want roasted and probably crispy cooked in fat like that you know the kind just beautiful um smashed mashed (laughs) creamy lots of butter 
very gluttonous this this is um get full it's fine <laughs> uh fries and thin i'm not a chunky chip gal i like yeah. thin properly sort of uh fried fries um and then like you know like when you have potato hash so when it's like yeah. shredded into bits and then i'd have that as well nice. so yeah i'd have five styles of potato if i'm allowed <laughs> Absolutely. That's fantastic. I love the dedication to the love of potato there. Yeah. I just, you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. I would just never, ever give up eating potatoes. They're Absolutely. Just and are you having any particular sauces with the potatoes? So I um, am one of those god awful people that mixes <laughs> ketchup and mayonnaise together. And that's my favorite type of sauce. So I would have that. I'd just have a big, big little well, bowl or tub of ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together. Absolutely. Ratio. <laughs> no, I wasn't laughing at I wasn't laughing at the idea of the sauce. I was laughing at the way you called yourself God awful for choosing <laughs> that sauce. <laughs> I just, it's like, what I, I don't know, but I just, no one I ever go and eat with seems to do the same thing. And they always go, you're mixing your sauces. And I'm like, yes, this is why well, I thought it was normal, but I think it is normal. I think it's normal. I mean, yeah. I've seen people do it. So. Yeah. It's definitely not bizarre. Um, right. And if you're not, if you're not already doing it, guys, you've got to. Like it's it's <laughs> so good. <laughs> okay, and what drink are you having with your sides? Um, I would be having. So now I'm going to switch to a soft drink, but I would want like sparkling water. Yeah, ice cold sparkling water. I can't drink like lukewarm water. I'm just. I don't I'm a child uh but yeah just ice cold sparkling water maybe a lemon wedge but yeah that's what I would be having nice I I just can't I love the potato side it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) one day I will make myself five different types of potato and I can't wait to see that but it will happen (laughs) yeah okay so what are you having for your pudding or puddings of choice I for pudding so I really love pie like proper American you know sweet pie mm-hmm. so I would have two types of pie I would have pecan pie yeah and a lemon meringue pie Ooh. and that would be my dessert and what are you having with the pie I actually wouldn't have anything with the pie really Controversially, probably with the pecan pie, I'd maybe have some cream. I do mm. like a bit, of cream. Uh, but with the lemon meringue, nothing. I would just have the lemon meringue by itself. But I love like um, I love pastry. I'm a real, you know, yeah, I love pastry. So yeah, I'm I'm quite a simple gal, but I do love dessert. So I yeah, two types of pie would be my dream. Great. <laughs> Well, I just thought you were going to say ice cream because you said about ice cream before. So I assumed you'd oh, have ice cream. Yeah, no, um, not actually leaning towards it. See, I Fair have grown <laughs> <laughs> I just assumed that you'd have ice cream with pecan pie, but I don't know if that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy. 
at all. You can definitely have ice cream with pecan pie. <laughs> and what drink are you having with your puddings? Uh, red wine. Ah. Um, because I like to end on a red wine. Good. like that. Okay. Um, will you be partaking in a cheese board? Absolutely. Yes. 100% will be partaking in a cheese board if it was up to me i would have a cheese board and dessert at every dinner i went to but that is supposedly socially unacceptable to order two desserts so alas but yeah cheese board 100 um i would have i actually haven't thought about what cheeses specifically but i usually like to have you know a few harder cheeses Mm -hmm. um, and a few softer cheeses and i love really smoky cheese as well um and I would want that cheese board to have crackers and fig jam as well and this is the question I always ask because I'm intrigued by it so do you put butter on your cracker before the cheese or just a cracker and cheese I do not put butter on my cracker should I Ah. be putting butter on my cracker well um it's up to you but I love to do that do you? Yeah. That does feel quite controversial. I know. I know. <laughs> but, okay, no, you know what? I hear you because I do love butter. Okay, I will give that a go and I'll it report back. It doesn't have to be a lot of butter. I just mean like a thin layer. A little, yeah. And then a nice wedge cheese. of cheese and yeah. then perfect. All right. Okay. I will give that a go and I will let you know whether I think you're a criminal or. (laughs) Thank you. I can't wait to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And what drink are you having to end the whole meal? I would probably just can just keep my red wine from dessert, to be honest, because I think you've got red wine with your cheese. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for telling me your final meal. It sounded asking. That was amazing. Great to come up with. <laughs> it I'm very jealous of Mel that gets to eat that meal. <laughs> <laughs> you could do it in stages. That's so true. Maybe I'll have a day where I like start with oysters <laughs> and then I go to Riley's Fish Shack and then I have yeah. potatoes in the afternoon. <laughs> Absolutely. I feel like that needs to happen now. Absolutely. <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. <laughs> okay. So what biscuits have you been eating this week? Uh, none. Wow. Ah. Don't have biscuits in the house. And that is not a conscious decision. Um, bizarrely we just don't and I grew up in a family that always had biscuits in the house but we just um, the problem is my boyfriend wouldn't eat them so I would end up oh. eating all of them and then they go soft and then it's very there's a lot of pressure on one woman to eat a whole packet of biscuits <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah I actually haven't had any biscuits this week um, but if I were to have bought biscuits I Okay, I can't pronounce them. Those chocolate um, Lebanese ones, they're like, like, you know, the the ones? Yes, they are fantastic. I like to like nibble around the edge, the chocolate off and then eat them. So that's what I I would have had if I did have biscuits this week. I think that's how you're supposed to eat them. 
because I eat them like that too. Overhanging the edge if you're not supposed to do that. That's my argument. Doesn't happen on a digestive. No. (laughs) Exactly. And what do you rate the Liebners out of 10? Oh, 10 out of 10. They're just so satisfying. They're great. They're great. And I've said this before on the podcast, but I really like the... Leibniz biscuits that has a chocolate biscuit and then a white chocolate layer oh my gosh I don't think I've seen them they're so nice oh they do sound good I think I found them in Waitrose but I've and the chocolate orange ones are also really good oh yeah love them yeah they're really good I love anything chocolate orange me too one of my favorites I don't but I know it's a great creation Oh, strange but yeah I totally agree Leibniz are fantastic I don't even know if that's how you're supposed to say it but I don't think anyone knows I think that's part of the allure like that no yeah. one can really tell they're just like oh I love these biscuits that I can't talk about yeah <laughs> yeah well they're fantastic okay so do you have any businesses you would like to give a shout out to Yes. Uh, Well, most of them I've mentioned anyway, but the De Beauvoir Deli has my heart. If you're ever in Hackney or East London, do make a little venture there. They just sell so much lovely, you know, produce, but also like baked goods. Um, And they sell bread from a bakery that I'd like to shout out called the Dusty Knuckle. Um, They do beautiful sourdough and pastries and the Dusty Knuckle... um, they do a lot of work uh, in terms of rehabilitating uh, ex-convicts and giving them practical life skills so that they can, you know, go and work in bakeries and, and things like that. So those are the two that I would um, like to shout out because I think that they are fabulous. Well, thank you for those. I mean, I think I've heard I've heard of the Dusty Knuckle, but that was because yeah. of um, table manners because they use... They yes, they often, they often have dusty knuckle bread, don't they? Yes, and that's how I know about them. So whenever I've seen any advertisements for them, I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I need to try it one day. I'm sure in the near future, I'm so going to go there. Definitely do. Absolutely. Well, thank you for those. Well, thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. I've absolutely loved chatting about all the food possible. Thanks so much for having me. It's been an absolute delight. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. And um, so everyone, you can find Mel on Instagram. At The Almost Cook. Um, And I also have a blog, thealmostcook.com, which I post recipes to, but I'm also sort of journaling my experience at culinary school. So if you're ever considering it or just would like to be nosy, I will bear all on there so you can check it out. Absolutely. How did I almost forget about the blog? That was such a bad <laughs> promo there. So sorry. No, no. <laughs> yes, well, I've definitely, I've had a stalk on the blog, not going to lie. It's so good. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, so everyone follow Mel. She is fabulous. And thanks again um, and goodbye. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. 
How fabulous was that episode with Mel? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did chatting to Mel. Thanks again to Mel for coming on the podcast. Absolutely loved it. And if you would like to check out Mel's food blog, she is at the almost cook on Instagram. It'll be linked in the description along with her blog, which is the almost cook at wordpress.com but both of those will be linked in both the description and on socials so yes it, it will all be linked thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of butch baker podcast maker it's so lovely to have you here and listening to the podcast if you're new welcome if you're not new and you are a returning listener thank you so much it's lovely to have you here If you have enjoyed this episode and any other possible episodes you may have listened to before, uh, why not review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify because you can do that now. If you could leave a review, that would be lovely um, because that helps more people find out that the podcast exists. Thank you so much if you do that. Thank you anyway for listening. If you are interested in seeing a bit more about the podcast and some exclusive content, why not follow Butch Baker Podcast Maker on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and TikTok. And also you can check out the blog, which is butchbakerpodcastmaker.com because that is the website and also includes the blog and some other things if you wish to know a bit more about the podcast really. Okay, now on to the favourites of the last two weeks. So the cookbooks were Green Feast Spring Summer by Nigel Slater and Dumplings and Noodles by Pippa Middlehurst. Both of these cookbooks are very different uh, to each other, but they are super lovely recipes. And if you were a fan of either seasonal recipes or dumplings in many variations i totally recommend both of those cookbooks they are super lovely now for the music portion of the favorites of the last two weeks so i am recommending two singles by two door cinema club one is wonderful life and the other is lucky both of these i have been bopping around to at least once a day for the as long as they've come out they are totally fabulous and if you like two-door or indie music you will enjoy them and the second lot of singles that i'm recommending are two by the kooks um so one of them is called cold heart and the other is oasis both of these are really fun i've been a huge fan of both two-door and the kooks for as long as i can remember and then releasing new music just makes me so happy so if you'd like to check those out please do because they might make your day if you're a fan of that kind of music also, for my foodie friends who are fans of baking, um, Jane's Patisserie's new cookbook came out this week, um, and I think it's called um, Celebration or Cele- Yeah, um, it's so good. I've already flipped through it several times. I'm just waiting for a celebration in order to bake something. <laughs> um, so yes, if you're a fan of baking and you like any of Jane's Patisserie recipes, which I have spoken about heavily on this podcast um i totally recommend it and if you don't have the first book i also really recommend that one because it has so many of the classic recipes that 
are on the website as well but also some individual ones so if you're a baking fan i'd totally recommend both of those jane's patisserie cookbooks Well, I think that's enough chat from me. So you can find Mel on Instagram at The Almost Cook and you can find me on Instagram at Daily Jemima Wilch if you want to see what I'm posting that isn't podcast related. Um, Thanks again for listening to this episode. It means the world to me that people listen to this podcast and I hope you're having a lovely day and I will speak to you soon. So bye. Baker Podcast Maker, the food podcast series where we get to know a little bit more about the foods people enjoy, from recipe favourites to biscuit chat.